So I was having some uh, technical difficulties here. Yeah, I'm having some technical wins on the punt, mate. Just carrying the group on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah, you are tonight. First time in a long time. Call me Zeus. Call me Zeus. I I deserve seventy at least seventy five percent of the winnings because you if the day that you win us over twenty bucks I'll shit my pants. <laughs> I've listened to this bloke. I told you mate, put the two hundred on Chibao on the first of HQ on Saturday. We were down and out and then my trot gets up at three dollars fifty and then I've turned thirty five bucks in the four hundred and ten dollars, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? Back in a roughies, mate. Mate, yeah. if I back him more, if I back him more roughies, mate. If I back him more roughies, I'll be out in the fucking beach, mate. I have no concern <laughs> that you won't give it all back. I'll give you a six hours. No, no, no. We got. I'm relying on France here. There's, there's, there's two minutes left. France, if France win, my multi gets up for three hundred. So, oh, two hundred actually. Um, nervous times. Yeah, give it all back, mate. <laughs> Does France, do you reckon France will get me over the line? What, what, what's and, and, and do you know what's funny? Will was trying to do an Adam, trying to sabotage me, telling me to put Doncic for over 28 and a half points. Yeah, well, look, but, but yeah. it hasn't been a good... He hasn't scored. His max he's scored is 25 in the whole tournament, and you're going to tell me to go on over 28 and a half. This is like Adam telling me to back Sydney on the line and throwing me 100 bucks down the drain. Oh, Sydney just missed the line. What are you talking about? Anyway, we're going to get into it here, mate. And uh, we're going to crack straight into the footy this week. Um, the Friday night game is the Cats and the Giants, uh, GMHBA. Adam, you can talk us through this one. I'll go through the ins and outs. Uh, Quentin Arkell's been omitted again. Surprise, surprise. Wouldn't have mattered what he'd done. He could have, had four, he could have kicked four goals, Quentin Arkell, and had 79 disposals, and you still would have dropped in this week. He's requested a trade too. Yeah, he's out. He's he's gone. He's a yeah, I think I, I think he was already gone uh, before this round. So they're just he's just a deaf player. He'll probably be named as sub, I assume. Super sub, super sub knuckle. That's his role in the team. And uh, there's some big outs for the Giants. Uh, Jacob Hopper goes out. Jesse Harrigan out. Bill Davis out. Tom Green out. Uh, Shane Mumford out. Uh, Sam Reed and Daniel Wood both go out and haven't really got any big ins. Um, with Brown, Riccardi, Steen, Briggs, DeBoer and Sproul coming in. This could Mumford, get ugly, this one. Mumford also managed as well, so. Yeah, this one is, uh, uh, I, I can't which John don't win this by at least 60 to 70 points, to be honest. I think they will absolutely hammer the Giants. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at those changes. Uh, there's a pretty big drop of talent coming out of Giants there. Yeah, there's a big loss. Green is a big loss for the midfield. I'm not happy with Tom Green, mate. I need him for the rising star. I just need him to have 35 against the cut. Yeah, not looking great, to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, AFL, when they probably put this game on Friday night, they were expecting Giants to be. Um, Going to be put up a fight for the eight. So with those outs, I don't know. It'll be it's still a die for Giants almost. What's they the get tomorrow? done this week. Oh, I don't know. It's raining. It was raining earlier before, but it's at it's at GMHBA. Yeah, it's in Geelong. If it so rains, I, Geelong, I reckon it'll be a, I reckon it'll be a tussle for three quarters, just because they're fighting for the top eight, and then I reckon Geelong will kick away. Yeah, I think Geelong should win. Uh, but saying that. Giants, they've had played pretty well in Geelong before. 
particularly when they get the game very quick. But saying that, looking at the team, looking at where each, our, each team's been performing, I, I expect Geelong to dominate. I think if it's if it doesn't rain, obviously Geelong dominate. Um, but I also think that I do think GWS, GWS have enough tools to stop your chip to chip. So it will be an interesting battle. But I think obviously. I don't see how Giants are really going to kick a winning score either. That's my main concern. Probably. You're probably right. Yeah, Himmelberg and Riccardi, man. Himmelberg, he's, he's a has-been. Was he ever been? He's a has-been. Where did he ever have? <laughs> I don't he's think over. so, mate. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he still can improve, Himmelberg. He was my early riser at the start of the year. And our prediction. Oh, jeez. He's got the... Uh, it's been yeah. some sort of a last half now. If, 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 if there was an award for punting, I reckon I won it in the last half hour. But anyway, keep going. Yeah, well, Himmelberg. Himmelberg, I, I think he's given battle rap. He's, he's not great. I don't think he's the number one forward. So that's my main concern. That's why I think yep. uh, our tolls will just pick him off. And that's what he's playing as. They're playing him out, out of position, really. Um, yeah. When they had Cameron and Patton in there, Himmelberg was a pretty good player. But now, oh, yeah, I agree. He's a bit of a third forward from mine. Well, I think if you put him in Richmond's team, even now, even before the delivery, when you have a wrong question, he probably kick yeah. your 40 dollars a year, to be honest. But, yeah, yeah, so I think yeah, this game, there's not much else to say. I think uh, a lot of our predictions for this one, I'll say the Giants by 40 plus. Uh, Cats, sorry, Giants by 40 plus. Oh, I'm going the same. Cats by 40. Sign. Usually when Will says something stupid, it happens. I'm not going to go say who's thrashing, but I think we should win. Interesting to see Kruger keeps his spot in the back line and Henderson's not back in, so that's a bit of concern for Geelong coming into finals. Yeah. Yeah, it is actually. There's so much more prediction, mate. I reckon Geelong by 23 points. Uh, uh, We'll go to the next game, which is... I'm all muddled up here. It's Carlton versus Gold Coast on at uh, Marvel Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Um, yeah, well, the boys were terrific last week. Uh, they were they played the way they should have been playing all season, really. Um, for them, Eddie Betts comes back in for Matthew Owies, who is omitted. Uh, Premiership Tigers, Brandon Ellis and Jake Jacob at Townsend come in for the Gold Coast. Uh, Jack Bowes, Sam Flanders and Will Brody go out. Should be an interesting game. I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Gold Coast put up a bit better of an effort. Yeah, I was mention that. I was thinking Gold Coast was woeful last week, and in the week before that against Brisbane, they're probably equally as bad. So for me, they're probably going to have a bit of bit of the blowtorch comes on during the week. Some players probably fire up, getting getting their feelings, getting a bit of motivation. So I think they should come out with a bit more fire than last week. Yeah, I think, uh, look, I think Carlton are better. But whether, yeah, well, saying that, Carlton, yeah, saying that, Carlton are better. I assume Carlton, if they win this game, they could be in shout for the finals. Yeah, it's a big game for Carlton. It's make or break for them too in their season. They need to win, so. Um, yeah, look, I think the midfield battle will be where it's won and lost here. Uh, Took Miller and Noah Anderson uh, pretty much going up against... Uh, Cripps and Walsh are the two big ones. Um, yeah, you got Brandon Ellis pushing through that midfield mix as well. 
Matt Real's still in there. He's playing pretty poorly, Matt Real, though. He hasn't he hasn't come back from his injury well at all. Whoa. Well, it's just Matt Real, Matt Real is from all the hype that he had last season, those two injuries are really taking the gas out of him, isn't it? Like there's no hype surrounding Real at all anymore. He's no, kind of just faded off into insignificance. It was like his rise was quicker than his downfall, almost. But I think um I think he'll he'll be back. He'll, I think he probably just needs another preseason injury free. But um yeah, I think uh yeah, what's our prediction for this one? There's not much to talk about in this game. It should I think it's relatively close, but I'll go the blues by uh, three goals. Um yeah, I'm saying blues by four goals. Interesting matchup too. I like to watch Weedering against King. I think that might be a good watch. Yeah, I think it might be as well. I think um McKay on Collins would be an interesting one. Collins seems to match up okay on the, the good. Just whether McKay can, you know, get off the chain, then it could be a long day for uh, the sons of McKay and Kerno Fire. Uh, Blake, you got a prediction there, or is he just... Early on friends. Um, yeah, it's about <laughs> 89. I've just re- re- refreshed the score. They're five points up on the ninth minute, and now they're... Uh... One point up on the tenth minute, so Jesus Christ. But anyway, um, what was the game again? What was the game, case, man? Jeez, you're like Robert. You're worse than Robert, mate. Someone's <laughs> this bloke's on the wild turkeys in here. You wearing pants, mate? I don't think he's wearing pants either. I wasn't listening. Sounds like part of your job in the parliamentary. <laughs> I've, I've been having bad symptoms lately. I've just been forgetting everything. Who's playing? The Carlton Goldcoast, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Carlton. Even though I want them to lose, I think, yeah, by three or four goals. Yeah, nice. Uh, the next yeah, game is... No, you can't. But uh, the next game is the Tigers and the Kangaroos at the MCG. First time we'll play the Kangaroos at the MCG since the 2014 elimination final, I'm pretty sure. So it's good to get them at the G final. What was that? France get up by one. All right, I'm, I'm all in. You got, you, I'm all ears, boys. All right, here we go. So the themes for the Tigers: uh, Callum Coleman Jones, Hugo Ralph Smith, Camden McIntosh, Nick Foston, and the much anticipated debut of the Tiger Army for Morris Rioli Jr. He comes in for his first game. Out goes uh, Jack Ross, Jake Arts, Jason Castagna to the roar of the Tiger faithful everywhere around Australia. Josh Caddy, Marbior Chol, and Ryan Garthwaite all go out the team. For North Melbourne, Zerha, Thomas, Campbell and Bono come back in. Uh, Boston Vargi, Pollock, Atley, Jerry and Phillips go out. So uh, There's some big ins for the Tigers. I think Foston and McIntosh coming back into that team should really steady up that defence and wing position. So. Um, yeah, well, we're better than them. It's just whether we, we actually decide to turn up and play football properly this week, to be honest. He's tried to make it a little bit of a. He's tried to create a bit of hunger, hunger by bringing in Morris Rowley, bit of youth, try maybe a bit yeah, of pace, a bit of and he's and dropped some, dropped dropped yeah. a few players as well. Arts and Castagna, yeah, yeah, two small forwards. So well, we'll you, you don't understand how happy I was when I read that Castagna got dropped here. So yeah, he's a bit overrated. Uh, it sounds like, but he's dangerous. Good looking boy, isn't he? Uh, he can't play football. He should never play for Richmond again. Um, when he was kicking goals. What I see is Castagna. 
I think Castagna, even though he's not the same, exactly same sort of player, but I, I see, I'm seeing a bit of Jared Blair in him, like had a couple good years and then now he's just dropped off and he's he's like on the verge of like really going to a slippery slope, I think, Castagna. Interesting comparison, yeah. He was one of those players that come up in a premiership team and then yeah. now he's being exposed when their team's not a premiership quality. Yeah, and I think um, if he keeps going like this next year or so, he might not find himself on the list. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Parker as well. Um, he's he's he, what position is he going to play? Uh, he will play? He'll play in the forward line, pushing through the midfield. Like, you've you got to judge a player on his merits, and I think since he's coming to the team, he's been one. You know, he hasn't. he's been far from our worst. So I think Parker at least plays with his heart and soul. And yeah, that's what I, I just think it's an interesting, like he's yeah. playing for the midfield or, or midfield forward. It's a, it's an interesting uh, positional change from what he was in St Kilda. Yeah, we did run him for the midfield a little bit, and it's not that he can't win the ball. He actually is as good at winning hardball, and he's good at finding yeah. position making. Biggest flaw. His kicking is very poor. If he could kick, he'd be a great. I think he'd be a pretty decent midfielder. He'd be like a good B grader, but unfortunately, his kicking isn't great. I think there's some good matchups in this game. I think um, Robbie Tarrant and Ben McKay on Tom Lynch and Jack Rewalt should be a uh, good good viewing. The game's even. Uh, Shy Bolton fresh off a two-year contract at the Tigers. I don't know who they're going to play. I think maybe Zebel when he pushes forward. So yeah, look, I think we've got him covered in every position on the ground. And just whether talent-wise, I just think it's whether you know they if we fire up. We'll smash them, but if we don't, then North are playing all right football. So you leave the door open, they'll probably take advantage of it. So. I think North Melbourne aren't that bad at the moment. They've they've been playing pretty well. They play. I think their coaching has been pretty good. They play a nice controlled ball movement. They like chip mark, get some, get a lot of the disposal, attack through the corridor. So They're, I think um, the main the main thing for Richmond will be shutting down the corridor, and then you'll shut down a lot of North Melbourne's attacking power. We've really struggled with right. that yeah. They're proving me right, North. I said that they'll come in good. Not that they'll be good, but I said they, they were going in the right direction and they just keep proving me right. Yeah, well, uh, the only thing I don't like about Richmond's selection, I think they had to do it. But with Arts and Castagna going out and then Joel and Rioli coming in and Ralph Smith, it completely changes the whole forward line dynamic, whether that's by design I guess it is because that's why they made the selections. But I think it's an interesting doing that from one week to the next. Sometimes it can, you know, see you get undone and just not have any system at all. So, yeah. Yeah, but in saying that, we haven't had a system anyway. So you got the big boys up there. Just get the ball in high. I think Lynch needs to start actually leading with the ball a bit more. But yeah. It easy when you just stand still and ask for it to be kicked on your head. Yeah, he's done that a fair bit the last couple of weeks. So, Rebolt's the one that's doing all the work up and back down the ground. So. But, yeah, who have we uh, – what's the prediction for this game? I'll go the Tigers by 38. I'll go the Tigers by five, but I'm not confident. <laughs> No, either am I. I was thinking North Melbourne is a shout here too. I think they're a chance to win this game. Um, I thought they played pretty well against Geelong, and I think if yeah, it could have easily won that game. 
by the way. The problem is we're getting sucked in each week. Oh, Richmond will bounce back. Richmond will bounce back. Well, I don't know. Like, like, like on footy classified, like they said, they've lost seven of their last eight to pretty poor teams. And, you know, I mean, it's, it is hard to tip them. And 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 it's and it is hard to tip against a team that is playing really good footy. I'm just I'm just assuming that like for once that their maturity and their class will prevail. But you know I don't know where Richmond is at. Uh, I'm a bit confused. Yeah. With them. That's that's my thoughts. You know we oh, it's kind of yeah. like expecting the rain to, to come or whatever, but it's not raining. So you just Richmond, got your rain Richmond jacket. As a whole, they're on a slippery slope as well. Like I I think like yeah right. Even if they whatever happens this year with them. If they, they like they are a chance they have got the list for next year, but I think like it, they are also a slippery slope where it might not happen and they might fall from grace really, really quickly. That happens to everyone though. I mean, really. Realised. Yeah, most teams you've seen that happen. Yeah, Hawthorne but, done it as yeah. well. I guess you're really gonna find out how good Dusty really is next year. You're gonna find out how good um What's a defender? Defender that's out again. I'm having a blank. The name of the defender. Boston. Sorry. Not Nick Boston. No, 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 no. The young kid. Uh, Bolter. Bolter. You next year. They're going to be the key players that maybe make a difference. So. Well, I think Ford's very Ford's very key in that team as well. The way he was playing this year, so he's really important to get back. Maybe you guys just needed a shit year to you know, get the hunger back, so who knows? Yeah, well, I think Richmond seemed to be a team to thrive off the media getting into on pre-season. So, they thrive the last seven weeks off the media. Yeah, no, I just think I just think the players knew the season was over eight weeks ago, so. Yeah, all right. Well, what's the next game, okay. mate? Uh, the next game is uh, the showdown. Adelaide versus Port Adelaide at the Adelaide oh, Oval. Interesting uh, stuff, this one. Walk around uh, the you, Taylor Walker omitted um, due to a racist. Uh, Does anyone know what was said? No, we don't know what was said, but we're not, we're not actually mentioning it on a podcast. I don't know what it was, to be honest. But... I just want to know the severity of it and if it was targeted at one player, if it was a general. It was, it was definitely targeted at a player as well. So it was in an argument? No, I think he yelled out to someone something. Okay, so he was joking, but he's just taking it too far. No, I don't know whether he was joking or not. Not by the sound of what yeah. the media are reporting. But... Well, it's, um, it's, yeah, but it's hard to say, isn't it? Because a lot of things are so blown out at the moment, This like in this day and age. So it's hard to know what, what really was said. Well, I've heard that uh, there's a big chance he's played his last game for the Crows. The well, last game in football. I don't think it'll be his last game in football. He's kicked 40 goals, mate. No, I heard that he's going to get sacked. Yeah, but another team will pick him up. No, I mean, the AFL are going to snap his yeah. papers. Fuck, he, Do they know? He, he must have said something bad. If he gets sacked, he better have said something really, really, really bad. Well, the, the it can't be borderline. To sack someone, if it's borderline to sack someone, it's strong. It's a strong It's a strong thing to do because I have to uh, back it up from now on. The precedent was set with Justin Sherman, who got uh, suspended for six weeks for saying the same sorts of things. In 2011, that was the last time we've had, and I think the world's in a much different place than it was in 2011. Well, yeah, I guess we've got to find out what he said, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that he's done even anything wrong at the moment, but we'll let the investigation tell. But I'm just the 
he's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Oh, maybe well, it was. Really sensationalism in the media at the moment, though, so I, I'll just wait to see what happens. Yeah, I agree with Adam. I'm not buying into that one yet. Uh, Robbie Gray comes back in for the power, big in, heading towards the finals. Um, uh, be out for longer, Robbie Gray. Yeah, uh, he's, he's come back from his injury pretty quickly. He's come back from every injury in his career pretty quickly, Robbie Gray, when you think about it. His career's yeah. coming to an end. He wants to get back. He wants to play finals. He wants a premiership. And this is he's probably not even fully. He's not fully healed. I, I, I bet he's going to be playing injured. Yeah. He'll be carrying something a little bit. He's, Robbie Gray's got like a year left in him, and he'll probably be done. So, uh, yeah, well, Port Adelaide are much better than Adelaide. I mean, showdown, anything can happen. Port Adelaide, uh, uh, the Crows could just fire up and really play out of their skin. But I don't expect form. You'd have to say Port Adelaide will be much better. Yeah. Look, as, uh, as we... I'm tipping 11 goals, Port Adelaide. Yeah, I'm tipping a thrashing without Walker. I don't know. I just have a feeling. I don't know. If, if that's what he said and there's some disarray around the club, I think that, yeah. I think it's going to be a smashing. So his own player is probably That's what we know as well, which is interesting. It's, I find very – I'm very, sh- like, surprised as to how much has, is getting out of footy clubs like at the moment. Oh, well, it always has, really, let's be honest. I, I mean. know, but you can't trust anyone. And I don't know, like, Carlson's in the same boat. Not, obviously, different s- situations, but, yeah. Oh, it was a Hawthorne's – Hawthorne's leaking information. All these clubs are just leaking information. It, it is. I, I do like that, Cole, because when you see so much stories getting to the media, so much leaks coming about what's happening, it's it's quite interesting. You wouldn't be one of these people running a business. Yeah, you'd be really concerned. Like, if I was running my club and there's leaks going around, I'd be really concerned. I'd be getting to the bottom of it and I'd be firing them straight up. So, yeah, one of the main agendas. Because holding in this sort of information is what really shows the unity of a club. Yeah, I agree. So, so protecting um, yeah. your stakeholders as well. So that's important too. Yeah. Um, my prediction for this game is, uh, yeah, power by about 40 points. Uh, Charlie Dixon will kick six goals or more. He'll have an absolute day out big Charlie, I um, St Kilda versus Sydney is the next game Saturday night. Saints playing for their uh, finals position, any chance to have to win, and Sydney are uh, playing for a top four position. So it's a big game this one. Yeah, look, there's not much hope is there. I mean, what what are we? What is St Kilda going to do? I mean, we mate, I'm not sure. Have they named the teams? Yeah, some big outs. Uh, Dougal Howard injured, Hunter Clark injured, Jack Billings injured. Ben Wong and Paul Hunter admitted. In comes Daniel McKenzie, Dara Joyce, Jack Sinclair, and Luke Caulfield. Good old Dara's back. <laughs> I thought I thought of Blake as soon as I seen his name in the te- on the team sheet, to be honest. Oh Dara. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Blake, yeah. yeah, he's hilarious. Dara, <laughs> mate. Honestly, they might as well just taken a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> got some fucking toothpicks. They literally, no, nah, I'm serious. They should have got a piece of shit. Right? They should let that piece of <laughs> let that piece of dog shit dry, paint it red, white, and black, and get some fucking matchsticks for arms and legs and just sit in the fucking goal square for them to kick balls over. Because that's how fucking useful he's gonna be. <laughs> oh, so much for not editing anything, mate. Gee whiz. 
yeah, look, I think the Saints are a type of team at Marvel. They can spring an upset on whoever when they're on. But I just look, M- Sinclair is and and Mackenzie begins for us. I mean, whatever. Mackenzie's not some big name player, but his pressure's been great. His tackling's been good, and he's been looking after his opponent. And Sinclair has been running the ball out of the halfback flank for us and saving a few goals here and there. So, I mean, it's going to stop a little bit of bleeding, but Dara Joyce is too slow. Wilkie is a great player, but he's too small. And we're just going to be so undermanned to Sam Reed and Franklin and Hayward. I guess Wilkie. Or Dara Joyce is going to have to. Dara Joyce is the tallest one, probably what, 6'2", I think he is, so he'll probably play on Franklin, but... Oh, yeah. We're in trouble. Franklin, oh, honestly, if you're doing a multi, if you're doing a multi, if you are if you don't put Franklin for six, you've got fucking issues, because he's going to kick a bag. Franklin might kick 10 this week, uh, and <laughs> it's scary. Uh, so yeah. I would be putting a big multi on the Sydney forwards between Reed and, and Franklin. Uh, the guy I'd go big on is, uh, is Will Haywood. No, I reckon uh, Wilkie and Webster will play on Reed and Franklin. And you got no matchup for Haywood at all. He's a pretty good I player. I, I think Wilkie will play on on on, on um on Hay is it Haywood? I, well, I think they'll put um Highmore on one of Franklin and Reed. Uh, yeah. well, Whoever plays on high more, I want to be on him for at least three or four. I think they're going to have to – I think – well, the thing is, like, we've got so much turd running around for us now. Like, we've got Paul Hunter, and he's so weak. Like, oh, for a man that's six foot two, to lose the ruck to Stephen Silvani about five to ten times is an embarrassment to your niche, mate. Like, it it's embarrassing. Like, how weak could you be? You're, you're like, six foot four – and what's Silvani like on Ooh. six foot? Ah, Silvani's not Silvani's taller than what he looks, but yeah, that that how he got beat. Nah, he's actually right. smaller than what he looks. I think Silvani's not tall at all. I've looked it up before. He's I'll have a quick kid here. Yeah, he's he's not very tall. He's about one ninety something. Oh, can you compare the height, Will? I'm actually really curious because this is how Adam is correct. I thought he was small. He's big. No, he's smaller than what he what he is. He's so 194 right? centimetres. He's such a dweeb that when we saw him at, at Public House, I was just like, he didn't seem like that big. No, I don't know what his size is. And what's Paul Hunter? Uh, Paul Hunter is... Uh, I might just get it up on the run here. You can't even find the, the Nuffy on Google. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. <laughs> centimetres, I think. 200 centimetres. No, nah, never mind. That's soccer, mate. Just let me get up a... Uh... <laughs> Two hundred centimeters. What is it? Yeah, you're right. It's two hundred centimeters. So yeah, two hundred four, two hundred four centimeters. Six foot eight. Paul Hunter, Saint Kilda. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, he's like eight to ten centimeters tall. Whatever it is, and he He weighs about fifteen kilos more. Yeah, he's so weak. Honestly, oh, you know that little um has baller kid. (laughs) I reckon he'd lose a wrestling match to him, cunt. <laughs> I mean, uh, I reckon from the looks of this photo of Paul Hunter, he's one of those tall guys. He's getting by a neck. When you got a tall neck, it's kind of useless, isn't it? You know, that's I'm half the height of your neck. He's like the, I'm seeing a lot of Jack, Jack Frost and a lot of these, a lot of people lately. And yeah, he's another Jack Frost. Uh, anyway, so um, I'll just mention that uh, 
they've been undersized in defence always as well, Sydney. Uh, if King can get a hold of McCartan, it'll go a long way to the Saints getting the upset. But oh, I think McCartan's very underrated. Yeah, he's had a good year, but I think the way King's playing at the moment, if you actually get him the ball, he'll kick yeah. it back against anyone. But well, the only way to stem the bleeding this week, it's blatant obvious, and the only way to do that is to win center clearance, which is, we've been really weak at the last month, even when we've been winning. Um, you know, we've got all the names, but we just don't win center clearance, yeah. even with Ryder. Um, the only way we can stop Sydney's forwards from dominating is by putting heaps of pressure on the ball carrier and winning clearances more than they beat us. So... That's the only way we're going to win this game because if if Sydney Sydney get clearances and start dominating, there and and there's no pressure, they're just going to pop it up to Franklin and Reed, and they're just going to take lollipops all days. So, all uh, right. So, what are our predictions for this one? Sydney by five six goals. Also being equal, Sydney should get a pretty comfortable win here, but they are could be due for a loss soon. They've won what Look, five or I six on the trot now. I don't know why I've had a feeling St Kilda would do will win this week or to do all right, but I just can't back. I've got to back on knowledge, and I can't see Sydney getting done. Yeah, I think Sydney will win by about yeah, four or five goals. About that. I think, and 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 another thing you got to weigh up with this game is how is you got to weigh up how poor St Kilda's ball use is and how good Sydney's ball use is, and it's like a totally different spectrum. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So, anyway, the next game is the Hawks and the Pies at the MCG on a Sunday afternoon. This is an interesting game. Yeah, so out goes uh, Barras is managed. Woot Bruce is in- injured. In comes Kajitsky and Segler. So, they're bringing in the two big boys. Um, Josh Dacos, Mason Cox, Tom Wilson, and Bo McCreary, named for Collingwood, and out goes Nathan Murphy. So, Sunday squad, so I don't actually know what they're going to be yet. But. Yeah, I'm expecting. I think Collingwood should get a pretty good win here. Yeah. Uh, I think Hawthorne will win. I think he's going to go down to the wire. Like, I think he's going to be under 15 point margin either way. Well, I think the only chance that Collingwood have of winning the. Uh, well, not only chance, but I think Collingwood's main strength is going to have to be. Probably their back line is going to have to outmark them when they go in. I think I think Hawthorne have a better midfield. Um, I don't know. Degoe's in some kind of been playing better than Hawthorne this year. Yeah, Degoe's in some kind of form. Like, he is a really good midfielder, and he, he is powerful, and he gets – his clearances are really good, and his ball use is pretty good as well. Um, Adams and Sidebottom still make up a pretty good midfield unit. Uh, yeah, Adams has returned really strong as well. I don't think it's going to be, like, a one-out affair. I, don't, I think O'Meara is very overrated. It was huge last week, O'Meara. Yeah, but I mean, he was due to do something. You can't just sit in your ass every week. Yeah, but I, I don't think especially who's rating. I just think he's known as like a B plus grader, and that's what I think he is. Well, yeah, I've changed my more... mind. I, I think Grundy's going to get a hold of Segar. I think Segar yeah. will sneak forward and kick a couple. I, I think Collingwood's going to be too strong. Uh, I don't think. I think with McAvoy and uh, Segar, it takes away Grundy's impact that he have on the game more a bit. Yeah. Maybe. He struggles. He struggles against two uh, Ruckman Grundy, where I think Gorn plays better. That's why I, I like him better. But Collingwood, the way they they changed it up this week, and they were got using the corridor a lot more. They're moving the ball. A lot I, I wouldn't pay any attention at all to that game. Not one iota of any. I'm just it's it's going to be a high scoring game. It's going to be a free throw. Collingwood's been playing better, not just this previous week, but they've had a few good games in a row. I mean. 
They've been playing a lot better since the bye. But Hawthorne had a good win last week, but how many times are these bottom of the ladder teams put together two in a row? Win? The, way, the way I see it, it's going to come down to the B yeah, Raiders. So, so when I look at this game, I think I look at Elliot, he's come back in the form. I think he could be like one of the small differences. And then I look at the game last week and Darcy Cameron played a good game. And I think they rely on him to actually do something because he's playing as their second ruck and he's playing as a tall up forward now as well. Um, and if he can provide a target and him and Jamie Elliott can, you know, kick a couple, I think Collingwood's going to be really hard to beat. Well, when you think about it, if Hawthorne win this game, they'll finish above Collingwood. So, I mean... Yeah. I mean, I, that's, I, I, expect, I, expect Collingwood, I think Collingwood should win. Yeah, I'm with Adam. I'm going Collingwood. I, I, th- I don't think uh, Hawthorne... I don't think I think Collingwood's back line would be too good for him. Yeah, well, I think that's their strength, but I think the Hawthorne midfield can really get a hold of them if they get going. The Hawks, they they seem to win when they're playing well. They win all the clearances, and I don't think Collingwood do. So I think that's the this game will be decided of effort. Whoever brings the most effort to the contest and the, and the effort to chase and effort to work into space on the counter, because I, I, I don't. I, I'm not seeing uh, positional matchups that's actually going to really make one team win more than the other. Well, who's going to win the be, game? This is going to be down to system. That's who wins the game? game. Right, who, who wins the game up forward for Hawthorne? Like, yeah, Hawthorne turns too. Bruce uh, Gunston. Is... Gunston. Okay, fair enough. No, he's not playing. He's not on the team. There you go. So he's not playing. Is Bruce playing? Bruce is on. No. So how can you say you're going to tip Hawthorne? Like, who's going to win the game? Kaczynski. Yeah, I think that he's the he's the key for them in the game now. Yeah, exactly. And I just don't think he's gonna be able to tell up Darcy Moore and well, Moore's Jack not Chris. Is Moore he's not playing? Pretty, I don't know if Kaczynski playing on Chris in a one on one might be pretty fun. It'll get ugly pretty quick. I, I, I agree. Going, Crisp runs through the midfield, so he's yeah. uh, he's having an underrated year, Crisp. I, I'm with Adam. I think their defence is gonna run him. How's Crisp having an underrated year? He's having an overrated year. Jack you know, he's been good this year. I think Crisp has been quite useful this year. Yeah, I expected more this year. I thought he was much better last year than he's been this year. Well, the, the, the more I think about it, Collingwood at seventy is actually a really good deal. Yeah, anyway, so what are your predictions, Collingwood? You two, Collingwood, how much, boy? Seven goals. Confidence in Collingwood. Collingwood by four goals. Yeah, I'll go to Hawks by four or five goals. Um, I'm just stating, Will, if if we were doing tipping this year, you'd be dead last. Well, not really. Yeah. Mate, my, my betting in AFL, I'm winning. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you, you tipped some real shockers last week, mate. Western Bulldogs and Essendon is the next game at Marvel on a Sunday afternoon. I'll have a bad feeling Essen's going to get up and Jack's going to get his 200 this week. No, yeah, no, I don't have that feeling. <laughs> Adam Shaw's back for the dogs with uh, Ed Richards. Uh, we'll probably come back in for Cody Waitman and Mitch Hannon. The rest of them, Dyson Heppel and Kyle Wank will go, go out injured. I think they'll probably bring in Kyle Walker and Alex Wardham. Well, the, the dogs are starting to hit stride, aren't they? Yeah, I can see this getting really, really ugly, really, really quickly, this one. And I think um, Bailey Dale and stuff like that are starting to, like, go to the next level, so. Oh, I think they're going to prove me wrong, the dogs. I think they're, uh, they're a huge show uh, in September. 
The, well, the, the, the performance the right time when no one else really. I still think. Yeah, no, I'm still with Melbourne. I still think Melbourne's the strongest team at the best, but yeah, maybe. I, I still think dogs are still no, no. very midfield oriented. I need to be in the ball. I don't think Melbourne will win it. Head into the finals and you're playing at your absolute best. Melbourne aren't doing it. Well, they won by 100 points last week, mate. What more do you want? No, oh, they played goal first. I mean, so they still won by 100. Oh, how about the last month before that? Doesn't matter. They've lost well, one I... game to a top eight player team. What do you mean it doesn't matter? Are you talking about a month of football? Of course it matters what they did three weeks before. But when you look at the best, best, best all the teams have played this year, you don't think Melbourne have played the best? No, I think at their best, strongly the best team. I thought that all season. I I just, I query the Dogs' defence in finals. Yeah, that's my my big question. I think that's everyone's query on the Dogs. I'm worried for the Dogs. If they come up against Geelong, oh, I'm very certain that Cameron could kick six and just absolutely. Well, end the thing is, football now you, you got it. You work as a team. Uh, teams don't play six defenders. They play the, the wingers are required to get back and, and provide an extra number. So the Bulldogs, for them to win, like if they were to win, they'll rely heavily on the ability of Eastern Ward and Bailey Williams to chop out and get third man up. Yeah. Well, that's all um, good to say that you have to play as a team defence, but you also need good key defenders to be yeah, able to play. Yeah, good defenders, but you don't, you don't really need them to win. If, if you get your systems right on the day, you don't need them to win that many one-on-ones. If Bulldogs had a full-back, they would be easily favourite to win the fight. Yeah, yeah. quality full-back, you can win one-on-ones, yeah. Like, imagine but, if they had, like, a Brian Lake or a Josh Gibson or something. They'd be a shoo-in. I wouldn't want to do that. I'd rather Lake. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. If Josh Gibson was in their team, I'd still probably query the defence as much as I've been out. Sorry? I'd probably still query the team, the defence as much as I've been out if Josh Gibson was in the team. He's Gibson, not a Gibson. Gibson. Nah, Gibson's a huge time player in finals. But they need that gorilla, sort of. Yeah. yeah. I think Williams and Wood can play the role. Probably lesser, but they can sort of play the role that uh, Gibson did. Yeah. Well, I think I think it'll be close to half time. I I think Essen will stand up, and I think Parish and that will get a hold of a, a few balls early. I'm going to put him under the uh, under the spotlight on the podcast this week. He needs to be game Darcy Parish. He's been poor. Yeah. He's the last three weeks. He's been awful. He's gone quiet, but he's yeah, still good. Maybe he drank a bit of his own bath water. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, he, he thought he was a lot nice ball, and he licked himself to death, mate. Hey, Barry Ablett, that's what I'm comparing. Oh, no, this, uh, this midfield, uh, the dogs will win. They'll get up with this one. Uh, my prediction is the dogs will have about ten goals. Oh, I don't reckon. I reckon maybe uh, four, five, maybe five goals. Dogs, dogs by by five to six. Then they're going to miss really miss Dyson Heppel. I think he has a very good calming influence on that back line. Yeah. Um, have, they brought, have they brought Hooker back in? Oh, uh, he's another one I want to talk about. Hang on. Aaron Francis. Aaron Francis. Now I spoke about him after. He's another Jack Frost. Game. He's worse than Fro- Sam Frost, mate. He's worse. <laughs> he's worse. He, he's one of the worst footballers that, to go top ten in the draft I've ever seen play the game. I can't believe how bad one player can be and how much he can cost you a game of football. From what I watched when they played uh the Swans, he was. How many turnovers do you want to make just kicking straight to the opposition, mate? You can't defend, you can't kick, he's so slow, he can't even get to a contest. Yeah. The fact that Adelaide offered him like 800 grand a year, oh, why didn't Essendon take it? I put him like a first pick in a second. 
Well, they, they had hopes on him to become something that he hasn't really shown. He's kind of been replaced by Laverde in the back line, so they got the yeah, spot for him. Sure, yeah, I just think yeah, it's bad. But um, anyway, we'll go to the uh, next game, and it's uh, it's a huge game for the Farmers. Right? Sam Frost. So I've been calling him. I've been calling him Jack Frost. His name's Sam Frost. Yeah, <laughs> brother. No, I still think was stiff to get the list. I, I don't. I, I honestly thought his... Jack Frost was better than Sam Frost was better than Jack Frost. <laughs> nah, uh, Sam. Uh, what, what, you Jack? But nah, Sam has more athleticism, so he's always going to stay. Yeah, that's right. Jack Frost played for Collingwood, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Jack, I thought yeah. Jack Frost was alright. He had one pretty good. It was like not good, but he, was he had like, a good season. Right, back. Yeah, had one good, and then he kind of got delisted. He got he traded half- to Brisbane. Yeah, he was bad. I watched him play. What do you mean he was okay? He was a, a woeful footballer. No, <laughs> he had similar, similar attributes to that other front, his brother. You said that at this about Luke Dunstan. At least he had a season playing. Dunstan is a woeful footballer, mate. He can't play. He's useless. It, it seems that you put me in the group chat as Luke Dunstan, but then Luke Dunstan came on to be this good player, mate. So, so yeah, I'm still, wait, I'm still waiting for your form turn around, Blake, mate. Your form's still atrocious. Don't <laughs> even go there. So I just wanted to get at something. Did you say Francis was a top 10 pick? Yeah, yeah he was. He was that's, almost, uh, that's almost as bad as Tambling. And it's almost as bad as Brent Renoff going as pick. Did Brent Renoff go as pick one or pick three? I don't he's... think he went at either of them. Yeah, he did. He did. Brent Renoff, I'm pretty sure, went was pick number one. I think because oh, I've always said, at least Tambling showed a bit of promise in his career. I think Brent Randolph personally is the worst number one draft pick of all time. Oh, he didn't go number one. No, he was drafted at selection twenty four, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. Where did he go? Where did he go? Pick number twenty four. Twenty four. I thought Brent Randolph went pick top top mate, five. That was mate. You're, I'm still waiting for your form to get a bit better tonight. Yeah. That draft alone, I see about four duds who were just woeful. That draft. Scotty Gumbleton picked number two. Lachlan <laughs> Hansen picked number three. Anyway, Matty Lohenberg at number four. Oh, Gumbleton. I don't rem- I remember that. Can't fucking hell. <laughs> anyway, we're getting back onto the uh, footy. Big game this one for the finals race. Uh, Freeman will play Brisbane over in Perth. Um, out goes Bailey Banfield for the Dockers. I think they'll bring in Alex Pierce. And for the Lions, Rocky Neal's out with an illness. James Madden omitted. In comes Connor Ballenden and uh, Devin Robertson. Well, it's interesting that Rocky Neal is out with an illness. What type of illness is this? Yeah. He plays in three days' time. Rocky Neal has been playing injured all year, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah that's right, right. Illness What illness do you have, mate? Mental. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, look at the way Brisbane are playing. I have no confidence in any of these teams actually playing good. But yeah, uh, this this I got no confidence in this game at all. No, nah. um, Brisbane. I think Brisbane should win. Brisbane should show up. Um, I I think they'll they'll bounce back after last week. But they're geez, they're they're in a bad shape at the moment. I think the biggest matchup will be Luke Ryan. We'll probably got Alex Pierce, and that'll be an interesting one. Um, sorry, we're going to go to Charlie Cameron. Yeah, well, Danaher needs to have a big game. Yeah, I don't think he will. He's just he's not very good at Danaher. Made up Stay. I don't understand. They've lost Hipwood, and it seems like they've lost their forward structure, which I don't understand because they've already got a couple of 
Keto's already playing there. So, well, McStay's just not that good, is he? I think that's a big no. problem. I think McStay's had a he's had a pretty easy ride majority of his career. He's never been required to actually perform. They've always had gave him. I, I just think looking at this, I think that they can they very easily win this three man. Without Neil, the midfield reads Lyons, Robinson, probably McGluggage will push through there, but he's not really an inside midfielder, I don't think, that much. Um, Zorka will probably have to push through there as well with Zach Bailey. The three men will have Mundy, Chera, Brayshaw, and Sarong. I think they can get him in that part of the ground, three men. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, my, my same problem with Fremantle every week is can they get goals on the board for her? That's their been their problem for so long. Um, can yeah, they actually get some scores? What if it's going to roll with Lila? Sorry. Jeez, I, think, I think I think this is going to be a smacking. I think this is false form, this Richmond game. I think Freo still is really – they're just as shit as anyone else outside the eight, honestly. They've still been no one in my opinion. And, you know, they've been no one. They've been the down-and-out Richmond. I think the only reason – you think they'd have a chance, just but you think if Brisbane play their best, like Danaher has to stand up as well. Like, he's another one that's just doing nothing. Um, yeah, but honestly, I think Brisbane really, if Brisbane play half decent, they will smack Fremantle. I think Fremantle are better than you think. I'm not saying they're good, but yeah, they will get done by 100, they'll get done by 100 in their first final if they play finals. No, they probably will, but so will everyone else at the moment. That, after I watched them play Geelong, they got no hope. No, but no one else does either. The way we're playing, we're, we're no good. I mean, who who else? St Kilda are no good. Carlton are no good. Like, I don't think St Kilda. I think St Kilda are just playing lack of players. If these teams do anything, like this game's on Brisbane's play. I agree with Blake's premise. If Brisbane show up and play how they've been showing their form is and, and what their best football is, they should comfortably win. Like, the second half of the Gold Coast game is what I'm referring to. If they play like that, they could win. This could be a big. This could be the biggest winning margin of the of the round. Nah, I, I think Freer will perform better than that, particularly uh, it's, it's, uh, is not, it's, it's in the yeah. round. Not, not yeah. after watching... Nah, I reckon you're way off in this one. No, I don't. After watching Brisbane's coach, Fagan, lose it as well, I think this is going to – I think – I'm calling it now. I think, I think Brisbane will have the biggest winning margin of the round. Ah. Big call. It's possible. It's fair between, enough. It'll be between Brisbane and Port Adelaide. I think Port Adelaide's going to have a big one. Um, yeah, my prediction, I'm tipping uh, Brisbane by a goal. Think about it. I'm going to tip Brisbane. I, I reckon I'm going to put a big bet on them as well. Then it's Brisbane. Brisbane should win as well. Uh, Collingwood one thirty nine or Collingwood just to win in Brisbane to win, you know, over twenty plus, twenty four plus. We can talk about this one tomorrow, mate, on the punting podcast, all right? Anyway, on to our <laughs> Eagles, on the Eagles versus Melbourne on a Monday night. Um, well, this game's a big for finals too, and the top four in some ways. Who finishes in that top two spot? Um. Yeah, look, uh, in for the Eagles comes Witherden, I think, and he'll go out. Jack Warney's out from Melbourne suspension. It was ridiculous that he only got two weeks, by the way. But uh, Vandenberg comes in for uh, the days. I think he'll come in. He'll not melt him, I'm sure. 
Um, yeah, this one, by the way, West Coast played last week. Uh, I just want to put the pro torch on them. Uh, they are, at the moment, they're the worst club in the AFL. They're worse than Gold Coast at the moment, Eagles. I think as a football club. No, one, no because, one's worse than Gold Coast. No, no, they are, purely because how much talent they have. You look at that team, what they should be doing, and the efforts they're putting up and the margins they're getting beaten by. No, I just see age. Up. I just see age. When I look at West Coast, I see age coming to fruition. I look at... I look at a lot of things. All right, so I look at Shuey. I'm um, not Shuey. Well, yeah, Shuey is getting older. What's Shuey? He's 31. Well, yeah, he's always injured. But yep, all right. I look, at Hearn. I look at Hearn. How old is Hearn? 32? Yeah, he's still playing good football, though. Uh, not, not, not playing premiership like when they made the flag against – when they won the flag against Collingwood. He's not playing that sort of form. Right. Well, yeah, I, I look at McGovern. McGovern's not playing in that sort of form that he was playing when he was a few years back when they won. It's got the nothing to do with age, though. It's, it's all to do with age. McGovern, how old is McGovern? I don't think he's how old is McGovern? Gee, I think he's been twenty-eight. How old is he? He's twenty-nine. He's 29. There you go. He's. I don't know. I just. I'm just seeing yeah, a lot yeah, of. Yeah, that has nothing to do with age. Sure. So you think? Jeremy McGovern at 29 there's a reason why he's playing that good. I think McGovern's career is coming to an end. I think he's done. I think that, that I think role's got a banged up body. I do he, agree with that. What he you guys got play, to understand, playing the, role, playing the role that McGovern plays is not a long career. He puts his body on the line every week, and I just don't think – I think he's nearly done. I really do. Watching him play, he looks cooked, mate. I just think that, that I just think I don't think it has nothing to do about it. I think it's a lack and, of that. And, and and then now Brass and all these players, I don't think they they match up as good as what they are. They look good as a third and fourth, like Duggan and Brass look good as a third and fourth defender. But then when when Hearn and and McGovern aren't at their best, like Brass and, and Duggan Brass. aren't looking so as good. No, Brass has been heaps better than McGovern this year, and pretty much yeah, all their yeah, strength. Brass is a good player. That's, that's the thing, though. He's taken more of a role. Um, I just think, uh, like, Gaff is starting to get old, and I think he's disposably useless. Gaff has regressed a lot as a footballer. He's not that old. In football now, when you're 29 or 30, you should still practically be at your best. Okay, and then when I go to the forward line, I look at Josh Kennedy. He's going to retire. Yeah, he's the old. Yeah, he's well. He's, he's playing all right still. Don't get me wrong, but I just yeah, see it aging. I think West Coast is aging, and I just think they're starting to move on. I think this this start they're, they're just not looking a hundred percent. I just think they're done. No, I'd, I'd just saying, I don't think it's got anything to do with age. I think it's all to do with lack of effort. What I saw yeah. against Collingwood was just no effort. It wasn't anything to do with age at game. Or just they didn't show up, they didn't try, they didn't run defensively, they didn't even run offensively. They were just disgusting all throughout the ground. Every player in the 22 was terrible. Nah, I'm, so, calling, I'm calling West Coast time. They're done. They'll be lucky to make, they they make, make top 12 next year, actually. No, I think they are done, West Coast, but I just think it's because the culture of the club or something's happened in the last two seasons that is... They're in trouble. Uh, They're in a fall uh, from grace. They've mentally checked out. Yeah, so I think they've no, back really quickly, West Coast. I think they've got some good young players already, so I don't think their fall will be that significant. But I'm no. in between both of you. I kind of agree that obviously the effort isn't there. 
and it's not where it should be for an AFL club who wants to be in the finals. But then again, when you do mention some of these players, maybe they've just regressed as footballers. Like McGovern is banged up. He was a huge part of what they used to do as a team. Um, Kennedy was their star forward. Um, Darling has regressed a little. He's regressed a lot this season as well. Uh, maybe they need a big preseason to get back some of that form. But I think they need to get a bigger um, role in the team. But I think even if Australian gets a bigger role, he still needs the supporting forwards. Yeah, but I still think they're going to have Darwin to support there. Even Cripps. Cripps is their best what, best small forward is is pretty – he's not young either. William Ryan's their best small forward. Oh, yeah, Ryan. Yeah. After Ryan. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think that they're – I mean, they are aging, of course, so they want to play every few years ago, and that's what happens. But I think, like, Dom Sheed's young enough, Yo's young enough, Redden's Yo, young enough. Yo's had a two years off out of football. Yeah, but you look at it. He had osteopubitis as well for Yo, so that's a big injury to come back from, chronic groin injury. That, that used to be – that used to end the player's career in the olden days. All right, so we're going to uh... – so what is, what's our uh, prediction for this game? Anyway? Mention of that one. I want to see Elliot Yo back in the back line. No, I think he's the midfielder. Uh, I think he, it, this West Coast midfield has no accountability in it whatsoever. And I think it's time to shake some of these players out of that midfield and give someone else a run. Because what they're, where they're losing is their midfielders has no accountability and offers no pressure or effort to chase or to man up their man. So I'll take them all out. I think Yarrow can go find some form in the back line, learn a bit of accountability, manning up a man for once. Yeah, I mean, that's – yeah. So what, what's the prediction for this game? Yeah, we go. I think West Coast could easily fire up back at home. Yeah. But I think Melbourne will be too good. And like you said, even when they're playing well at the moment, their midfield's not accountable. And I think guys like Petrarca will just make it pay, if you know. I, I think – I think, um, yeah, Petrarca will stand out this game, and I, I, I think Melbourne will win this by about four or five goals. It won't be easy, easy, but I think they'll run away with it. Yeah, I think it'll be Melbourne. One them, this one. It'll be one of them games where Melbourne just keep a small buffer the whole way through. Yeah, I think if Melbourne lose, uh, there's put it this way, Melbourne will just gain their weight with the Premiership. It's a big game for them. I think they need to find some form heading into finals. And if you're always at the West Coast, you got done by 10 goals against Collingwood the week before. There's some problems down there. But, like well, I said, I think they'll win by about five goals. So. Yep. Um, I'm going to add a new segment. But I've gone on Big Footy. I've gone to the polls board. Okay, where you decide who's better at it, who. And we're going to decide who's better out of the first 10 or 15 our posts they've made here. So here we go. Prime Dustin Martin or Prime Marcus Bontempelli is the first one. Uh, Blake, I'll let you go first. What? No, no. I think Prime Dustin Martin. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, I don't even know why it's a poll, by the way, but whatever. We'll, uh, we'll move on. Geez, there's a lot of dust Martin here, so we'll just remove the other ones. Um, Bailey Smith or Sam Walsh, who will be the better player going forward throughout their career? 
Um, I, I think Bailey Smith has done like shit this year. No, I think he's played a terrible role for how good he is. But I think yeah, that's just well, a byproduct of him playing. I do, think, I do think Bailey Smith has every chance to be as good as Walsh or better, but I'm going to say for Walsh. Yeah, I was thinking Walsh. I think he's yeah, he's a better player. I, honestly, I'm I am so convinced that Walsh will win a Brownlow over the next few years. Like, um, yeah, I reckon he's a <laughs> for Walsh. Walsh's career is classic Carltonitis, and they put too much expectation on him. They throw the captaincy on him, and they're just gonna burn him out, just like they did Cripper. I think he's got a lot more potential than Cripper. No, I just no. Cripper's big body. Yeah, Cripper had his best was. Uh, people forget how good he was. He was incredible. Yeah, because yeah, he was, he was really good. Yeah. He just if he could have developed some kicking, a bit more explosiveness, rather than making his kicking worse and getting slower, he could have been anything. Yeah. But um, we'll go to the next one. Uh, Tom Hawkins or Josh Kennedy? Who's had a better career? Uh, Josh Kennedy. Josh Kennedy for mine. Uh, yeah, just not by that much. There's a lot of measures in a career, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah I was thinking that uh, if you go winning, you'll probably go Hawkins. But... Mm, yeah, but I would go Kennedy. I think he's kicked. Has he kicked more bags, really? Yeah, I think Kennedy's kicked yeah, more he goals. He's, he's got a couple of bags of 10, three time medals. Yeah. But, you know, Hawkins yeah. is not going to worry about being compared to Kennedy because at Geelong, he's going to be known as the leading goal kicker for 10 years in a row, just like West Kennedy's going to be known as the house name for West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. Um, this one's an interesting one. Uh, you got to rank these in order from one to four. Will Davies Uniac, Paddy Dow, Cameron Rayner, or Andy Brayshaw? I'll go first then. I'll go up. Brayshaw is miles, miles better than anyone. I um, think Brayshaw, Rayner, Uniac, and who was the fourth one? Dow. Dow four. Dow has to be four. I have oh, yeah. I'm swapping Rayner and Uniac. Uh, I, I, I'll go Rayner nah, for now because he hits the scoreboard. No, nah, Uniac's better than Rayner. Rayner's, he was overrated when he was playing. I don't think he was available for that good of a player. Coming off an ACL. Is he coming back this year? Nah. 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 I'll go Brayshaw 1, Uniac 2, Rayner 3, and Dow 4. But the top two are miles better than the third and fourth. Nah, I'm going Rayner. I still think he's dangerous forward. I think they've kind of missed his uh, goal-kicking ability. But he wasn't yeah. even – he was always a bit overrated, a bit lazy. He's always seemed to me a lazy footballer. Yeah, I like – I think he brings a – he brings a – he throws a spanner in the works because he, he does find himself free along the forward line. Uh, we'll go – the next one is Aaron Norton or Oscar Allen. Who do you think will have the better career? Aaron Norton. Yeah. As I much as I like Oscar well. Allen. I really rate Oscar Allen. Allen. Oscar Allen's a utility. Let's be honest, forward back ruck, but I think Norton's a dominant is going to be a dominant forward. I don't yeah. know about Norton. He's, he, His kicking's woeful. It's not good. He, he just has games where he doesn't do much. I mean, I like Norton. He's a good guy. You know, he, I think he'll be. Yeah, I think he could be. I think that's a real 50 50. I really rate Oscar Allen. So. Well, if Dog's going to win the flag this year, it's going to be. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think Aaron Norton is looking like to play a lot, big portion of his career with a dominant midfield. So if he doesn't get, end up kicking a lot of bags, then 
he's just going to probably drop off. Uh, I'll go. We'll go three more. Uh, we'll go uh, Adam Chera or Shay Bolton. Oh, I assume this is because they were talking about a trade between the two. I'll go Bolton. I'm going Bolton as well. I'm going Chera. Ah, oh, nah, Chera's overrated. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think Bolton. I'm just not sold that he's in a bad team. He's going to be that good. Yeah, I've been saying about that Bolton since he was playing early, great early in the year. If you wind back the podcast to the early part of the year, uh, yeah, I've, that was my queries on Bolton. He's not a number one midfielder. He's you know he's a bit of he's a polish. He's a polish he's player. Forward. I think you just playing half forward to be honest, but whatever. They don't he's want a, to. He's a polish player. He's not. He's not your cake. I, I can see Jared being like a Zach Merritt, and even though I don't like Zach, she gets a lot of ball. Skillful with it. I think Carroll could easily become that type of player. And Bolton's learning to be not very accountable either, so I think that's another worry. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, yeah. Um, next one is uh, this one, uh, Jack or Nick Rewald. Uh, who's had the better career? This one, career better career? Jack Rewald's yeah. had a better career. I disagree. No, yeah, I think Jack's had a better career. Nick was a better player. Yeah, I said Nick Rowe, better player. Jack Rowe, better career. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever you want to say. I think uh, if you were taking a pick, every team would take Nick Rowe before they take Jack Rowe, but whatever. Oh, it depends what you needed. If you needed a proper center forward, every team would take Nick. If you needed a player to play a bit more iron, maybe Jack. <laughs> Nick Rowe was better in all areas. He just was the worst kick, really. Much better kick. Yeah. Jack Rowe is a better kick, but. Nick Raywell is just a superstar, mate. He's he much can... more selfless too, Jack Raywell. I'll say, great, better teammate. That's undoubtable. Nick Raywell was like Wayne Carey if he could kick straight. Yeah, Nick Raywell was one of the best forwards I've ever seen play. So yeah, I, 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 when, I, when I talk about watching players live, Nick Raywell is like in the top three players I've ever watched play live. He's just a phenomenal athlete. He was. Uh, who, who's who's the top three then? Because I disagree three? with that, but. Did you, did you ever go to a game and watch Nick Rewalt play? Yeah, I watched him kick eight goals against Richmond one day. The way he I just fought, like the way he just glides through the air and runs his opponent off the ball and just finds space and takes marks is unbelievable. I, stuff. I think I think Richo was as good to watch as Nick Rewalt. Jeez. Yeah, I think Rewalt's better than Richo. Uh, no, I don't think that. I think Richo was better. <laughs> I think Richo. I think Re- I think Rewalt was better than Richo. Yeah. But Richo, Richo was good. He, he benefited from playing a little bit earlier than Rewalt. Yeah. So it was more goal-kicking era. Uh, for, for about two years of his career, there was. Not after that. Yeah, no way that, those changed. early two years, probably the discrepancy in, the, in a lot of their goal discrepancy. In the I goal still think probably. to this day, I, the year Rewalt did his hamstring, he was like pulling three, three, like constant threes. He was, he was leading the Brownlow by six votes, I think. Up, like up into the round where he did his hamstring, I think he would have been the first forward and last forward in a long time to win a brown low if he didn't go down that year. I think it would have would have been two thousand nine. Yeah, I, I think. Um, who's the top three, by the way? Just quickly. Um. Wait. What? We'll do this one. Top three best players you've seen play live now. Um. I don't know. That's tough to name the top three off my head. Well, you just have Nick Rewalt in the top three, so surely you know the other two are, no? Well, obviously, Gary Ablett is my favourite player of all of them, so I'd put him, like, top two. Um, and I guess maybe 
I don't know. I just go off the one performance that I find memorable was um, Robbie Gray play that prelim final. I was at that game, and I was phenomenal stuff. Yeah, I think the three best I've seen was obviously in, in finals. I mean, Martin's just some of the games he's played when I've been there are just ridiculous. I think he's the best player I've seen play live purely because, you know, big days, stuff like that. Um, I think Jimmy Bartel, right up there. Yeah, Jimmy Bartel's good. Especially because of, like, Martin and big days as well. You know, he just stood up every time. And I think uh, Buddy Franklin, I watched him one day when it was wet. Richmond were no good, you know, so it wasn't that hard to kick a bag on us, but... The way he played that day, he, he, he was, I don't know how tall he was, 196 centimetres, 197. That's the best one game I've seen from a player ever that I've been at life. He just, he was kicking goals in the wet from like 55 out, like dribble kicks and all. And I was like, fair enough, then. <laughs> like, I, like, we were in like 80 points. And I was just like, I was still half enjoying myself because this player was unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe it. Even the Richmond supporters started clapping, I think, halfway through the last quarter. <laughs> oh. It'll be yeah. got to enjoy the players like they fighting around, aren't they? Yeah, it was just, uh, yeah. Who are yours, Adam? Well, I know, I know you don't go to the football much at all, mate. But you know, yeah, you can... be Geelong players. Well, oh, for me, I think the best game I've seen play was Corey Enright. What? And Corey Enright was probably the best game I've seen play alive. What did he do that day? Just had a lot of the ball? Or... Yeah, he intercepted everything. It's just um, the way he was able to cover the back line, intercept, cover for his man. And also with his ball use, a lot of time he's, he looked inboard through the corridor, which is he just opens up the whole entire field from the back line. Yeah, well, fair enough. He was a great player in the week, really. Probably the best yeah, halfback but... to play the game, to be honest. Um, no, no, yeah, and uh, I guess for you, Abbott, did you watch Abbott play? Yeah, I was just going, I was trying to think of players who, who weren't Geelong players that I've seen absolutely um, tear us apart. Matthew Pavlich, uh, very well, had a big day against you once when we went. Yeah, I think Pavlich, I forgot about that one, that one game went to Geelong Fremantle. Pavlich absolutely tore us apart. Um, was that the final? Yeah. yeah, that was the final when we played. In 2013. Uh, <laughs> he was pretty good, to be honest. That's it. Jesus Christ. I just think that Hez was the best. As good as Ledecky, not Ledecky, as good as um McEwen was, I think to take out the world champion is a big feat, so twice. So. I think McEwen would have to be about that in this mate, purely because she's just the best in the world. And yeah, there's, no no, sure of, there's no doubt about it. Like, you know, you can say Titmus or Decky, they're both clubs where McEwen is the best. Well, it depends on the best for what. If you're looking at, like, who's the most dominant over multiple things, like, it's it's really hard to really separate them all. 
Yeah, yeah. we're talking about who's most dominant in their event. It's Ledecky in the fifteen hundred. Exactly. So if, I think for Tidemus to take down Ledecky twice, this is crazy stuff. What do we can do that? A hundred and two hundred. Yeah. And one both of them. And I well, think the most heartbreaking is uh is um Chalmers. Yeah, that that was stiff. I think he, he probably just won better. I guess a little bit. Well, I don't know. But, oh, that that oh, that final that hurts. I think if he didn't choke the night before in the heat, he wins that final. Yeah, I think that too. He had to swim the opposite way, like breathe the opposite way, stroke the opposite way to breathe. Uh, and he had to, had to have the backwash of the end lane. I think he had a middle lane, and he could like measure himself up to Dressel. He wins. Yeah, uh, we'll quickly get that uh, talk about boomers actually. Um, yeah, that is a good tournament. <laughs> Chokes is. I don't think it, I don't think it counts as a choke. Nah, not. Um, not when it's only the second quarter. Jeez, that's not a choke. Yeah, that's just being beaten by a better team, like I said. There were some rebounds that really turned the game around. Yeah, really poor play, lax play. I no, mean, but you knew going into the game, we weren't going to rebound. Well. I mean, yeah, we don't have the center. No. Nah. We don't have yeah. talent. We don't have talent in those positions that comparable to the well, Ben you know Abdul destroyed us. I already said Ben Simmons played. We beat America today. I think that lead we had would have probably got held for a lot longer, and then you never know what happens. They might panic, you know. I think Ben Simmons was there. Um, I still think we, we struggled to get shots. Our three point shots stopped falling. So Ben Simmons might have helped, but he was going to help spread the floor. Uh, but I think we would add more open shots, and like you said, we only had one player who could drive. Yeah, yeah. Ben Simmons was probably he, uh, uh, he probably regrets not playing now. I'm not sure why he didn't play, but yeah, I tell you where the real choke was the the hockey, both men's no. the men's tonight. Oh God, and and the women's yesterday or was it yesterday or the day before the women's hockey think, team yeah. both. What chokes. the hockey's team did choke? Oh, I both, agree with that one. Both, both of them choked big time. I think the women's one was probably the worst one for mine. They they were dominating. They had a whole half to score. They couldn't get one in. Watching that, yeah. Panic. Yeah, yeah. Far out. Well, we had a good day though today. Technically, today. I won a couple of gold medals. So we broke our record. We're we're doing so good. Like considering our population, like holy, like to yeah, have this many medals dominating. And 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 to think where we could actually be, like a couple of results, like like I said, the hockey. Like both the hockey girls and guys and um charmers, like they they were fifty fifties. Like that that could have easily turned our way. Um, you know, and our numbers could be looking even crazier. In the goal tally right now, which is really it's it's quite amazing, like you said, population wise. Um yeah. Japan, United States and China. China's got a billion people and United States got three hundred and fifty million. Australia's only got twenty five. Yeah. So it's it's phone weapons on there. Uh, all right, so we'll go. Look, we usually keep politics out of this podcast, boys. But uh, Adam's prediction about the footy season ending because of COVID. Well, it's getting closer and closer by the minute. I'll tell you I what. I said the same thing. Yeah. That was my um <laughs> the, in the early season prediction, mate. That was incredible. Uh, it's, I'll tell you what, it, but, but it's a struggle straight up, man. We saw in. Trapped into another week lockdown again. It's uh, well, geez. do you think the lockdown is part of the plan to be able to have the finals? 
Nah. Yeah. Why not have the finals, mate? Finals gone. We can't have finals here with zero crowd. Nah. I think, I think that half well, of three weeks away. What are, what are you talking about? The finals is three weeks away. Yeah, but Man, we'll you think they're going to have crowds in three weeks' time? Possible. We only had four cases today, boys. Relax. Yeah, well, I mean, they could open it up, but I just spit in the face. Uh, obviously, of what the doing. fact they've locked us down, they know big case numbers are coming tomorrow, maybe. So, I mean, so, they... we'll hit double figures again by Friday. No, Saturday, sorry. Saturday. I have a bad feeling. They don't report the, uh, the cases on the weekend. The double figures will come Monday. Yeah. They'll have a bad... people, people don't go get tested. I have a bad, bad feeling that they know something's coming this week. That's why they've gone to the snap lockdown. And it was at 8 o'clock. Like, when has it ever been bang at 8 o'clock? Usually it's like, oh, 12 o'clock. Um, well, I think they must have known that the, um, uh, the, well, you know, the problem with where it's spread is that if you look historically um, in those communities, it spreads very quickly. And that's not saying anything bad about them, but that's just factual that it seems yeah. to spread quicker. So. And they, and they made it. They made it known because they they went from seven days rather than the five days, which we you know the five days is not a lockdown anyway. Um, none of our lockdowns have been the last five days. Well, originally it was three, and then they said five, and then it was like oh, a week, and then fair enough. No, go. We'll probably go two weeks, three weeks. Who knows? Yeah, I think it goes at least two weeks. Now the finals are gone, Blake. I don't think that has anything to do. I think uh, the AFL, the Victorian government, sports people would have resigned themselves today to the fact that the grand final will probably be played in Perth. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm fine with that to me. i got, I got no worries about that. In Victoria... Maybe South Australia, purely because Perth just haven't helped at all, the AFL. Um, I'm not going to call it early. I still think Melbourne's a chance. I will vote for the finals in Melbourne because we're not even talking about... It's three weeks away, but how many games have we? How many games have we had? Zero crowds. Look, look how much money they're wasting. The last two weeks, we've played a lot of games still in Melbourne, even in lockdown. Zero crowds. The season's already season's already kind of tainted for mine, to be honest. I'm not saying, I'm not ruling it out. That I I I still think there's a good chance finals we played in Melbourne with a crowd. I don't think there's a chance in the world finals we played with a crowd. We'll see what happens in the next week. So what happens in the next week if there's like three cases, four cases, seven cases? Yeah, no, no, we could get out of cases. We could get out of lockdown on Wednesday earlier, and it would still be no crowds in two and a half weeks for the finals. Well, well let's just see what happens. Because it would spit in the face of everything that the government said and done. If, the if they did do that, you would say it's a political decision rather than uh, for the virus. Yeah. Quote air quotation marks, you know. Yeah, no, well, it's not the public health advice would not be getting considered yeah. at all. Well, just no, I just changed the public health advice to suit. Um, yeah, but I mean, people would know it's bullshit, really. Yeah, people would know. Oh, well, I'm not so, ruling it out. Look, I'm not, I'm not ruling it out, but I don't, I think they felt to just move it, <laughs> make the decision, take the decision out of the hands of the Victorian government. And what happens if Perth has an outbreak? Uh, and then you just see seasons, no good, exactly. Well, then they'll move it to the out. I think they'll have the three states on high alert to have the grand final again. Yeah. Well, they'll just move it to South Australia or Darwin. Not Darwin. It'll be Queensland, South Australia, and Western Australia will be the three that. Um, well, yeah. Let's see. But yeah, it should be interesting. So, um, we're doing 
we're doing the punting podcast tomorrow, bloke, or what? Yeah, the punting FNAFIS podcast. Punting FNAFIS podcast, mate. Sounds good to me. Yeah, it's beautiful, Lovely name. stuff. Listen to YouTube, Nuffies, uh, lose all your money. Sounds like that one time. You do that all the time, Adam. I don't know. I yeah. love feeding out. Oh, now I know the trick to getting Adam on the punt, just feeding him a few drinks. No, no, give me a few beers. <laughs> all, the shoot, all the absolute woeful bets start coming through when you get him a couple of drinks. <laughs> all right, mate. Penrith Panthers about Brian Toa and uh, <laughs> Matthew Cleary. Against Mate, I, I don't know. I don't know they weren't playing, and I don't know their game was in Melbourne. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, yeah, footy multis went bad. I haven't lost by two legs. No, I told you not to put Jack Graham in, mate. Hey, Killed, yeah, Jack Graham. Yeah, Jack Graham made me lose. Yeah. Uh, so, Scott up. We're gonna have a talk about Shabao, you reckon, tomorrow? We're gonna have a big talk about Shabao, man. I think that'll be the focus of the uh, racing because you don't want Shabao, but uh. Uh, we better be. We'll be careful with the kitty now that that I've done all the hard work. Because look, as I said, I don't think you should touch it. I think we should leave it all to me. Because when I control the situation, we're making money. Mate, we haven't made any money yet. Both down on our investment. What do you mean? Mate. We won last week. Thanks if, to if, me. Mate, if, I, if I had shares in your punting, I'd be I'd be losing millions, mate. No, <laughs> you would not. No, you would not. I know what Blake thinks he's always up. I think he's, oh, he always, he's always up because the only counts is winnings. He doesn't count what he puts in. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> have a listen. Have a listen. That's why he's always saying he's four grand up because he hasn't counted he's put in six. You're taking the piss. I carry this. I have to carry this man. Like, honestly, if I have to screenshot all the bets in this group, like, when have you ever won us anything more than 100 bucks? Well, mate, I don't put big bets on. You know what I do? No, it. I, 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 I did. I did put big bets on. I won us. I, don't, I do it for myself. I backed two ruffies. I backed two ruffies today. I, I put ten bucks on two ruffies. We won two hundred bucks right. from that line. We'll keep the money in there on until Saturday and watch me just come to the four for Shabao. Shabao. Well, be- yeah, te- technically, we're betting with my money. Technically, we're betting with my <laughs> money this Saturday. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's fine by me, mate. I couldn't give you that. <laughs> you're lucky. I lo- you're lucky. I love you, cunt. Oh, mate, take it out. I'll chuck 400 in there, mate, and I'll, I'll make get it up to two, two and a half grand on Saturday. It's, it's my uh, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. We haven't cracked. You know, that, that should be our challenge. We have not cracked the K this year in our group. Well, we only put 25 bucks or 50 bucks in, mate. We're not putting my team, to be fair. Yeah, well, true. Well, I, I'm the only one to get us to that quaddy that you fucking had a big sook about. Mate, that quaddy, yeah. Well, well imagine. Well, you, imagine well, Wait, Adam, Adam, West you should have heard this bloke. You should have heard him. He, he's hitting up my messages. He's at work. He's hitting up my messages. What are you doing? This and that. Why would you waste <laughs> our money? Why would you waste our money? Why are you putting so many legs? What are you trying to do? We're not going to win anything. Oh, mate, no, 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 you know the last that, leg. That the 2% won us 400 bucks. Uh, hey, on the last three legs of that quarter, I had to go take a right, dump it. Every what? every leg of that quaddy, mate, I was just off to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I was someone asking if I had work, mate. <laughs> oh, pretty funny stuff, to be honest. Right, oh, I just said to one last leg of the quaddy, mate. Well, all right, so since Adam's not going to be on it, Adam has to give us his tip of the round. Yeah, what's your tip of the round, mate? Tip of the round. Football. Yeah, I know, about racing, so, you know. Football. Yeah, well, I'm going to go Collingwood, mate, $1.70. All right, yeah, I'm with him. I'm with him on that too. I like it as well. 
Uh, fair enough then. So we'll wrap that up. Uh, we'll be back uh, probably on Sunday or Monday. So. Yep. Uh, Do we get any? Have we been getting many listens? No, I haven't been putting them up because you've been uh, talking too much inappropriate nonsense, mate. <laughs> Me or you two? <laughs> mate, um, I reckon it's, I reckon it's you two with your, with your dry dog shit call for Dara Joyce. I <laughs> know. Uh, I was about to say, I hope Dara Joyce never hears this podcast. The plague season, mate. Dara Joyce is going to get any for He's so shit that if you send it to his Instagram, he'd probably fucking listen to it because we're the only ones dumb enough to talk about him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. All right, that's it for another week. Um, All right, catch you later. See ya. See ya.